This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Caviar. After several weeks of nonstop depressing news to talk about, it's always nice when we get the opportunity to talk about something a little more lighthearted from our favorite subcategory of tech news. Toilet news. They've done it again, have they? They they very much have. <laughs> Good. Now, in the past, we've covered toilets designed for extra manly men who need a little extra room to hang dong. We've talked about toilets intentionally designed to be uncomfortable so that workers spend less time on bathroom breaks. Sliding right off. And we've talked about urinals for women. And we've talked about toilet companies all trying to shoehorn digital personal assistants into their piss and shit receptacles. <laughs> like that's something people want. Feed me the poo-poo. Well, get ready for the latest in toilet technology. The cryptocurrency toilet. Finally, finally, we made it. So this news actually dropped a few weeks back and we somehow missed it in the midst of everything else going on. Uh, mostly that uh, cryptocurrency was crashing nonstop. Yeah. So yeah, easy to miss. Uh, but it is a good thing that we caught it before too long because this is truly a technological breakthrough. And for too long, sitting on the toilet has been seen as a poor use of one's time. And even with the advent of eco-friendly low-flow toilets, the amount of clean water that goes literally down the drain every time we go is staggering. But someday soon, you might be able to make your poo work for you. <laughs> Let's read from Reuters. Using a toilet can pay for your coffee or buy you bananas at a university in South Korea, where human waste is being used to help power a building. Cho Jae Won, an urban and environmental engineering professor at the Ulsan National Institute of Science and Technology, UNIST, has designed an eco-friendly toilet connected to a laboratory that uses excrement to produce biogas and manure. The BV toilet, a portmanteau of the words B and vision, uses a vacuum pump to send feces into an underground tank, reducing water use. There, microorganisms break down the waste to methane, which becomes a source of energy for the building, powering a gas stove, hot water boiler, and solid oxide fuel cell. Quote, if we think out of the box, feces has precious value to make energy and manure. I have put this value into ecological circulation, Cho said. It continues, an average person defecates about 500 grams a day. A day? Every day? Buddy, here in America, it's a twice a week max. Yeah, yeah. We really pack it in there. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, but then we're creating like that fuel on Futurama where it comes out like that big, but it weighs 10,000 pounds. Yeah. So uh, anyways, 500 grams a day, I guess, uh, elsewhere, which can be converted to 50 liters of methane gas, the environmental engineer said. This gas can, gener can generate 0.5 kilowatt hours of electricity or be used to drive a car for about 1.2 kilometers or 0.75 miles. Cho has devised a virtual currency called Gagool, <laughs> which means honey in Korean. Uh, each person using the eco-friendly toilet earns 10 Gagool a day. Uh, students can use the currency to buy goods on campus, from uh, freshly brewed coffee to instant cup noodles, fruits, and books. Uh, the students can pick up the products they want at a shop and scan a QR code to pay with Google. Uh, quote, I had only ever thought that feces are dirty, but now it is a treasure of great value to me. <laughs> Postgraduate student Hei Hu Jin said of, at the Google market, I even talk about feces during mealtimes to think about buying any book I want. Ever since they installed that new toilet that gives me money every time I drop a deuce, I just can't, I've got poop on the mind all day long. All I do is eat Raisin Bran, nonstop. That's it. It's got me uh, adjusting my lifestyle a bit to uh, accommodate this exciting new development. I love eating, I love pooping, yeah. and now I get paid to poop something I already enjoyed doing. So this is really a win-win-win. Win-win-win, yeah. But uh, the, shame, the real sad part is that they didn't name it Gabagool for all the Italians out there. <laughs> 
Well, uh, once it, it reaches the international market, there's a lot of room for, uh, you know, changing things Do up. Do you take credit, debit, or, or gabagool? Yes, we take your poop money. Now, we should clarify that this gabagool, or I guess it means honey, the honey currency that this university is handing out in exchange for piss and shit has no relation to honey, a company that often sponsors this show. They should. But they should look into yeah, this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, you're, earning, you're earning honey gold when you're sitting on the yeah. pot. Imagine getting free gift cards to your favorite <laughs> shopping sites just for going number two. Now, of course, th this system is currently only in place at this one university where the shit from specific toilets can be converted on-site into energy. But who knows? We may soon see giant shit-filled tanks like this. Isn't it a beauty? Might seem, see stuff like this in buildings all around the world. Maybe even homes someday. Yeah. The people of Texas surely would have been better off during the last winter's blackouts if they'd been able to just drop a huge deuce and get their heaters and lights turned back on. Yeah. And you know what? They should make this entire system uh, see-through and clear. So in the building, you can see how it works. It's like going to the Krispy Kreme and seeing the donuts in the conveyor belt. Yeah. You really want to see how the energy is made. Yeah. I used to find poop disgusting. Now I see... Uh, it's saving the planet. I see the future in this <laughs> yeah. tank of brown excrement. I love it. And I think that this could be the next, like, good global competition. Yeah. Because, like I said, I think Americans are really going to shine in this type of energy uh, production. I want to see a car where I can pull open the tank... And just shit right into shit it. right into my yeah, car. Build it right into the seat. Yeah, the front seat. You break down on the side of the road. Oh no, I'm all out of fuel. <laughs> or am I? Yeah, it's really gonna be beneficial for people with catheters. Yeah, right in the fuel line. Yeah, you laughed when I had to get my butthole replaced by a bag that I wear outside my body all day, filled with my shit. But now I can just dupe and dupe. <laughs> just gotta, you gotta prime it. <laughs> 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 Be careful. <laughs> careful <laughs> siphoning it. Delicate. Uh, it's a delicate dance. <laughs> you wait. You make one mistake. That's all you make. One mistake, and you've learned. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the BV toilet is part of a larger project at uh, UNIST called Science Walden, which, according to a paper they published about it a few years ago, is quote aimed at establishing a community that embodies humanistic values while embracing scientific advancement to produce renewable energy and water sources. And uh, feces standard money is a central idea to the project. And Professor Cho sees it not just as a source of energy and currency, but also a pathway to universal basic income. Uh, here's what he wrote in a paper a few years ago about feces standard money. <laughs> here's an idea which could lead us to a new kind of artistic and scientific world. Can you think of a horizon in which we can both mitigate the problems while keeping the advantages of our current money system? Imagine a scientific method of making odorless powders from our feces and replacing money with that powder as an alternative to our current system, i.e. feces standard money, FSM. Every morning, we can put our powder into reactors located in our village to supply food for the microorganisms that can produce various energies such as methane and biodiesel. We can receive a certain amount of FSM in exchange for the powdered feces and use the FSM to obtain any equivalent value within a system. Feces, like gold, is limited and precious. Nobody can make more than a certain limit, and it can be converted <laughs> to energy. Furthermore, everyone can make feces every day. Whenever we produce and use FSM, it will remind us of our being and existence from the bottom line connection between the FSM and the human being. Thus, FSM has meanings from perspectives of economy and minds of the human being. FSM can automatically become basic income as long as we put feces into the reactors on a daily basis instead of continuing to flush the toilet. Someone call up Andrew Yang. This, this, look, had gone too far, I say. 
if I was like one of the people at the college, I'd be like, all right, uh, we were on board for a little bit here. You had us going with the whole renewable energy thing, using the toilet, and there's a system, and it, and it works. But uh, this pie in the sky ideals thing that you're working with here, I think we're going to go ahead and reduce your funding because uh, it sounds a bit like quackery to me at this point. No, this is you the went future. too far. This is the we're future taking of our money. PCs packets down to the reactor. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it sounds pie in the sky now, but you know what else did? Uh, going to the moon, and 1969. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. Yeah. Well, not Michael Collins. He got he to, to watch. He had to sit. Yeah. They they went and did the impossible, didn't he had they? To sit in the car while they ran the errands. Less than uh, less than you know, very shortly after the Wright brothers first took flight, we were already on the moon. So someday you know, we're going to be able to invent some kind of robot that takes your feces bag to the reactor for you. Someday my hypothetical grandchildren are going to be like, Grandpa, is it true that you just Whenever you went to the bathroom, you just sent it into a pipes and it went in the sewer. We already have those pressure pipes that they use at the bank. Just shit into one of those. Yeah, send it down to the power plant. Just Literally, that's what the the sewer pipes do. Why are we carrying bags of feces around? You're carrying a a, a powder of uh, feces that you personally just deposit into the, the yeah. village reactor. Yeah, it's like you're taking it to the coin <laughs> star. Yeah. You see how much money you can get. <laughs> Poop star. Yeah. <laughs> you shit into this thing that looks like an ATM and it tells you how much your shit's worth. They're literally going to monitor. Still like, counting. It is going to be uh, fantasy become reality because at some point in this, if it ever catches on, they are actually going to start measuring this in Curix. Yeah. Like South Park. That sounds great. I can't wait. Look, I'm on board except for all the fucking, this guy's going to save the world with it. Uh, hey, and also we're going to make a bunch gotta, of money doing you gotta it. you got to think big. I think it's great that you power a building and you, a kid gets a banana. Think bigger than that. Think beyond just the building with the poop that gives you You banana. know, that's why I'm not one of these top scientists, I no. guess. I'm too close-minded. You're limited, nearsighted, <laughs> myopic. I literally invented the big dick toilet. Well, we did that together. Yeah, two brains. Yeah. Okay. Shibby was also kind of And involved. then some, like, politician also did it. Yeah. yeah, but way later than us. Yes, we definitely first. way later. Anyways, uh, there's still, of course, plenty of questions raised by the idea of feces standard money. And, and how does it convert to Stanley Nichols? Well, what is the value here? <laughs> uh, would such a system create a society of haves and have-nots based on who takes the biggest shits? Again, American exceptionalism. And now would this lead to more obesity due to pe people eating uh, more to profit off of bigger dumps? Uh, and also probably <laughs> be, it wouldn't be that healthy, I would assume, no. if you're doing it specifically for that reason. No. Uh, hey, would pet feces also work? Because hmm. I could definitely see people out there following your pets around. No, yeah. no, no, don't clean it up. I got it. You would never have poop on the sidewalk ever again. Yeah, I'll just sit at That's the dog park. That's money right there. That's brown gold. Sit at the dog park and just put money in my satchel. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, both of us uh, deal with a whole lot of, uh, you know, pet excrement, and it would be nice to be compensated for it. Yeah. Uh, it's an idea that obviously has a long way to go, but it's very exciting. And we do look forward to the day when we can sit proudly on the toilet, dicks hanging down, not getting wet, taking a shit, powering everything, and getting paid in the process. Yeah. I'm helping. Yes. I'm stimulating the economy. Yes. And I'm not using toilet paper, or not very much, yeah. because I have a bidet like a civilized human being. That's right. Not some Neanderthal wiping with Takes paper. Takes me months to go through a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> I still got the stuff I stocked up on at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. You're all living in the past. Yep. I'm living in the present. Mm -hmm. Speaking of unconventional solutions to modern problems, uh, it's obviously getting really damn hot. 
not in here. We actually have air conditioning it now. It feels great. It feels really nice. Uh, but right now, the Northern Hemisphere is in the midst of possibly the hottest summer in recorded history. And uh, one of many places where this is especially apparent is Dubai, a city that one could easily argue as an affront to God and nature, which should not exist. Depending on which God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the absurdity of building cities like you know, Phoenix, Arizona, that pales in comparison to the United Arab Emirates, a desert nation with almost no natural sources of drinking water, which recently recorded temperatures of 51.8 degrees Celsius or 125 degrees Fahrenheit. It's insane. Fortunately, the UAE is very much aware of how inhospitable it is and actually cares about investing in technologies that can potentially make living there slightly less of a dystopian nightmare for the people that have money. Yeah. And uh, one recent example of this is using drones to shoot laser beams at clouds to make it rain. Or at least that's what they're claiming they did. Uh, I mean, it's, it sounds like bullshit, but so does shitting for money. Yeah. Uh, but look, Dubai basically never gets rain in the summer. And uh, recently it absolutely poured rain. Uh, here's Insider explaining this whole drone-mounted rain-making laser beam thing. The National Center of Meteorology in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, has found a new way to make it rain. It's using laser beam shooting drones to generate rainfall artificially. Last week, the country's weather service posted two videos offering proof of the heavy downpours in Dubai's streets. Here's how it works. The drones shoot laser beams into the clouds, charging them with electricity. The charge prompts precipitation by forcing water droplets together to create bigger raindrops, essentially electrifying the air to create rain. This past March, the BBC reported that the UAE was looking to test the drone technology, which it developed in collaboration with the University of Reading in the UK. It continues, artificially generated rain is crucial because Dubai only gets an average of four inches of rainfall annually. This makes farming difficult and forces the country to import more than 80% of its food. It also doesn't help with the country's sweltering temperatures. On June 6, for example, Dubai recorded a sweltering temperature high of 125 degrees Fahrenheit. Dubai's rainmaking technology is not entirely dissimilar to cloud seeding, which has been used in the U.S. since 1923 to combat prolonged periods of drought. Cloud seeding requires crushed up silver iodide, a chemical used in photography, to help create water clusters in the air. Forbes reported that the UAE has invested in nine rain enhancement projects over the past few years, which cost around $15 million in total. The bulk of those projects have involved traditional cloud seeding techniques. Critics of the drone technology worry that it could unintentionally cause massive flooding, and they also worry about such technology being privatized, Forbes reported. So that's an interesting new approach to the fact that the hot and dry parts of the world are only getting hotter and drier. As residents of a very hot and dry place that is very much due for its annual apocalyptic wildfires any minute now. They're happening. Uh, the idea of triggering rainfall on command with lasers is a very appealing idea. Although, it's been weird. The last week, not a single cloud in the sky. You need at least a cloud to get this cloud seeding shit going. You have to impregnate a cloud with yeah. rain. We don't rain even have seeding. clouds. It's just been those beautiful blue skies you see in the postcard. If we do get clouds, it's uh, what, pyrocumulus because it's made from the fires. Yeah, not great. Uh, I but, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, cloud seeding, it's still just a band-aid on a situation that's only getting worse and worse. And is heading in a very bad direction with no end in sight. But it's something, at least, yeah. assuming it works as well as these Emiratis claim that it does. I just hope Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't find out about it. She's like, uh, we Actually, Jewish they're, they're space Arab laser space lasers. And Arab rain lasers. Yeah. But uh, let's move on now to an update on a story that uh, we covered a few weeks back. Getter the latest in a long line of right-wing pro-Trump alternative social media networks that claim to be fighting back against the censorship of big tech. So after about a month of operating, uh, how is Getter doing these days? Well, not so great. 
Here's Politico. Just weeks after its launch, the pro-Trump social network Getter is inundated with terrorist propaganda spread by supporters of Islamic State, according to a Politico <laughs> review of online activity on That's the not good. platform. Uh, the social network, started a month ago by members of former President Donald Trump's inner circle, features reams of jihadi-related material, including graphic videos of beheadings, viral memes that promote violence against the West, and even memes of a militant executing Trump in an orange jumpsuit similar to those used in Guantanamo Bay. The rapid proliferation of such material is placing Getter in an awkward position of providing a safe haven for jihadi extremists online as it attempts to establish itself as a free speech MAGA alternative to sites like Facebook and Twitter. Oh, so this is what everyone was talking about Uh-oh. when they said that we had to have some kind of moderation and limits to you what think could this be said. This is why those other sites have like uh, you entire know. teams uh, dedicated to this sort of thing. Teams that aren't even. Uh, <laughs> working as they should. Yeah, they're not even that good. They're not getting paid enough and there's not enough of them and uh, they're getting uh, debilitating PTSD yeah, from literally just working traumatizing there. people, yes. but it, it's not nothing. Yeah. Hey. Could, how <laughs> hard could it be? Well, I guess they're finding out. They're going to find out that running a social media network isn't as easy as it looks like. Rob Schneider is getter. <laughs> He's on Getter for sure. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he's 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 gonna get run off every other platform. I, I love how popular he is in the the magosphere of celebrities because it's just like it's fucking Rob Schneider. That's the like, funny <laughs> thing is like they're the the only like big MAGA heroes are like I, Rob Schneider by all like he's got to be like one one of the most actually still famous because there's a lot of like. 80s TV yeah, stars. Like Antonio Sabato Jr. Uh, and, Scott Baio, yeah, right? Scott Baio. Uh, there was another guy like... Uh, James w- Woods, actually a great actor, but complete psycho. There was uh, another like uh, like TV actor or something like that that got kicked out of a Costco for mask rights or something like Kirstie that. Was it Alley? No, 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 no. It was some, she's another some one guy. Well, anyway, back to that article. Islamic State has been very quick to exploit Getter, said Mustafa Ayad, executive director of Africa, the Middle East, and Asia at the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, a think tank that tracks online extremism, who first discovered the jihadi accounts and shared his findings with Politico. Quote, on Facebook, there was on one of these accounts that I follow that is known to be Islamic State, which said, oh, Trump announced his new platform. Inshallah, all the Mujahideen will exploit that platform. (laughs) He added, the next day, there were at least 15 accounts on Getter that were Islamic State. Well, Getter does not provide access to its data to track the spread or virality of such extremist material on its platform, Politico found at least 250 accounts that it had posted regularly on the platform since early July. Many followed each other and used hashtags to promote the jihadi material to this burgeoning online community. I like the, uh, the... The the power vacuum in real life is now that there's a power vacuum online where they're just like, Oh! No one's watching this. Yeah. Let's just move in there. It's it's what's happening in Afghanistan, but in yeah. virtual. It like in, in online terms, they took away all the moderators. Yeah. Oh, we should take this over. Power vacuum. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, not going so great over on Getter, aka Power Vacuum, the social media <laughs> network. Uh, though the article does point out that most of the extremist content on the platform is still overwhelmingly of the MAGA insurrectionalist variety. Uh, so y'all kinda. <laughs> and uh, that Getter had at least removed some of the ISIS accounts Politico brought to their attention, though not all of them. Hey, running a website is hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Look, I wake up every day at 6. I'll get to it tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, the final paragraph is certainly something. Uh, so far, Islamic State supporters are enjoying their incursion into Getter and the possible new audience they could reach. Quote, We will come at you with slaying and explosions, you worshippers of the cross, wrote an account <laughs> whose name referenced the extremist group, adding, How great is freedom of expression? Wow. He admitted. He admitted. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, who could have seen this coming? Who, yeah, who could have guessed that a uh, free speech platform with uh, little to no moderation would become very quickly overrun with the sorts of objectionable materials that other sites uh, started enforcing content guidelines to prevent in the first place? Yeah. Who could have guessed? Certainly not the moderation team over at Getter, who really he, has their hands. If, if there is such a thing. I no. think it's just the main guy. He logs in a couple times a day. He's like, oh, jeez. Oh, get that out of there. Let me call up my IT guy who's uh, working remotely. Mm-hmm. Can you do something about this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's on you, buddy. Anyways, we do, in fact, have more news for you coming up. But first, a word from this week's sponsors, starting with Stitch Fix. Shopping for new clothes can be time-consuming, tedious, and expensive. Fortunately, Stitch Fix makes it easy to find the clothes you love. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. Uh, You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces that you keep. There's no hidden fees ever, and Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com slash Newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash Newsday. And this episode is sponsored by Caviar. We've all been there. It's late. You've worked all day and you have no energy to cook. All you want is that perfect burger from the local grill or the homemade pasta dish from your local Italian place. Let Caviar take it from there. Caviar is the food delivery app for people that are into good food. They bring the best local restaurants directly to your doorstep. Other apps might have national chains, but Caviar keeps it local. Those hidden gems in your neighborhood, they're on Caviar. Caviar curates local options for every taste, whether it's the perfect Reuben from the sandwich shop or the best Indian vegan curry. You'll always have options for whatever you want. Not sure what you want to eat? Let Caviar's staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite. And uh, just for you, our viewers, Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you have to do is put in the offer code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word, at checkout. That is $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with offer code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word. Download the Caviar app and use our offer code TECHNEWSDAY. All right, back to the news now, and it's time to check in on that thing that's been going on for the last year and a half with no signs of stopping. And getting worse. What could it be? Oh, yeah, COVID-19. And, yeah, it's still bad. Mm. I mean, there for a brief period, about five weeks ago, it really seemed like we had this thing under control. We had a nice break, didn't we, yeah, folks? just a brief moment of thinking the all the bad stuff was behind us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, cases and hospitalizations are very much back on the upswing with the worst numbers that we've seen since February. Though on the, I guess, less shitty side of things, deaths do remain low thanks to vaccinations and doctors having more experience just dealing with the virus. Mm -hmm. Still, though, less death doesn't mean people who get the virus and live are fine. And this guy here certainly regrets not getting vaccinated after having to get his leg amputated due to uh, COVID-related blood clotting. I took my leg. But he didn't die. Uh, I was supposed to die out here on the COVID battlefield like my father and his father. (laughs) You took that from me. You took that away from me. And yes, I want ice cream. (laughs) I was supposed to die right here. 
in the mud at the rally <laughs> left because there was no shuttles back to the parking lot in the cold. And he and Trump left and he left us all here and that's how I was supposed to die. Like my father before me. <laughs> uh, anyways, but if you're fully vaccinated, uh, even if you're fully vaccinated, that of course does not mean that you're immune. People who visited Provincetown in Cape Cod for the 4th of July found that out the hard way. And despite most of the people in Provincetown had at, at being vaccinated, there was a Delta variant outbreak that infected nearly a thousand of the 60,000 people who were in town for the holiday. Uh, does this mean that the vaccine didn't work? No, that's not what it means. Most of these people did not end up getting seriously ill. And only seven of them out of all of those numbers ended up in the hospital. Uh, as we've pointed out repeatedly, the effects of the Delta variant on unvaccinated people has been significantly worse with the overwhelming majority of hospitalizations and deaths nationwide in the past few months being among the unvaccinated. A, I had to do a lot of local newspaper reading and highlighting for my parents because they seem to want to just twist things in their head to mean that the vaccinated people are the ones that are dying now. Where did you get that from? Oh, you made it up. Great. Another thing worth mentioning is that Provincetown is a tiny town that gets absolutely shoulder to shoulder packed with tourists in the summer. So it's not exactly representative of your typical town. Yeah. But everyone's out for this summer because it's over, baby. Yeah. And this, the, I mean, this doesn't get brought up in a lot of the coverage of it because it's, it's a delicate, it's a hard topic to cover without sounding a little bit weird. Provincetown is like a gay haven. Hmm. And it sounds like Provincetown this summer has very much been like, Cowboy Summer. A giant fuck fest. So, well, like, that's the thing. We, we talked about this months ago before summer started. That, like, shit is going to be insane. Yeah. And shit is insane. The only problem is, is that this variant has become the dominant variant in the country. So, yeah. shit is still going insane. Lollapalooza was just this past weekend. Uh, yeah, and then, the, yeah, the crowd shots of Lollapalooza were not, uh, yeah, they, they were kind of upsetting. <laughs> like, okay, I hope this works out. Look. This sucks. I did everything right. I got my yeah. fucking shot. I'd like to get back to normal. It's bugging the hell out of me that we can't do that. Um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But hey, look, if you're vaccinated. But yeah, this whole Provincetown. Assume your own risk. This Provincetown thing. I mean, like, obviously it's pretty alarming, but it's people are taking it to just mean like, well, it doesn't matter if you get vaccinated or not. Well, that's and the it's whole like, thing. And the it's, whole fucking it, argument. But it's like, yeah, Provincetown isn't even representative of most people's experience. It is a, like, look at it on a map. It is just a tiny strip of land that gets absolutely packed during the summer. And this this year especially, it was like, a lot of gay dudes who haven't been in the club in like a year and a half and were, uh, d you know, dancing close with a lot of other people. And it, it's very easy in that kind of uh, <laughs> in that kind of environment for a disease that spreads through the air to move around. So, yes. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm very frustrated that the narrative is that it doesn't matter because everyone's getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, yeah, there's a big difference. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, still, Provincetown is a great case study in just like just how contagious the Delta variant is and how that contagiousness doesn't really seem to change with or without the vaccine, mm -hmm. which sucks. The The original strain, the OG, the OG uh, vanilla, vanilla COVID, like there was a difference in the viral load that you carried, but it looks like with this one. They're kind of yeah. Busy. Apparently, so so the original study was that yes, it was difficult for a vaccinated person to uh, get and spread it. Uh, Delta, your symptoms might not be nothing at all, might be very yeah. low. 
Uh, chances of dying or going to the hospital very low. But if you do have it, you can spread it. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the original Which is not good. The original strain of COVID from the beginning of the pandemic that had a a basic re- reproduction rate of between 1.4 to 3.9, meaning that one infected person was likely to infect about that many people between 1.4 to 3.9. The Delta variant's basic reproduction rate is between five and 9.5, so two to three times more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean these numbers they're very much a topic of debate even among the experts. But the Delta variant is still clearly a hell of a lot more transmissible than the old vanilla COVID that we, I miss the old COVID. That we first met last year. Yeah. I miss the old COVID after vaccinations were available. Mm-hmm. But before the Delta. Then I didn't have over. to worry about it. And then COVID came back for season two. Yeah. Didn't defeat the villain in season one. But yeah, the CDC says that the Delta variant is about as contagious as chicken pox. Oh, get the and kids I, together. And I think it's hilarious that they're using this metaphor because that probably doesn't mean anything to anyone younger than 30. And you want to know why you don't know what the chicken pox is or what it's like to have it or what a big deal it is when one kid at an elementary school gets chicken pox is because there's a chicken pox vaccine and has been for about 25 years. Also, this was another fucking talking point that immediately got twisted online to being like, well, oh, oh, it's as, as transmissible as chicken pox? Well, I guess we should just get all the cousins together and get them all to get COVID all at once, just which, like we used to do in the chicken pox days. Yeah, which even, even back then, doctors were like, no, please don't do that. The, the <laughs> comments are just like, the comment uh, of an unvaccinated person being like, oh, so it's just as bad as the chicken pox? Well, I had the chicken pox, and I thought you were supposed to get the chicken pox and get over it, so everyone should just get COVID and get over it. No, sir, we're just saying that it is, a, as, is as transmissible as no, chicken pox. No, no, it, it's harmless. You're just saying like it's the exact pox. same thing as chicken which is not harmless, by the way. Yeah. Everyone who's gotten it, everyone my age and older who's gotten it, is at risk of getting fucking shingles yes. when you get older. Yes. Like, um, it's not but yeah, nothing. the argument online is like that, with like literally reading the sentence of it's as contagious as chicken pox, it immediately gets turned into, oh, well, yeah. then it's as deadly as like, chicken pox. The CDC and the media, like, they've fucked up a bunch in, like, their messaging. But, like, at no, a certain point. No, people are being disingenuous but, yeah, on purpose. At a certain point, it's like people are just fucking morons. And we should probably just not be telling them anything. No. They're <laughs> very, very happy and proud of their ignorance online. Yeah. And they're they're doing it, I think, have to be trolly and have to be like, I'm better than you because I didn't get the vaccine and you guys are all fucking getting it now and look yeah. at me. Yeah, yeah. It's very frustrating and annoying, and uh, I've had enough. But again, uh, the COVID vaccine at this point is just another preventative measure to help prevent severe cases of the virus. It is doing a great job at that, but it's not enough, and there will be booster shots to deal with all these variants. Now, for now, it's a a seatbelt. Wearing a seatbelt doesn't stop you from getting injured or killed in car accidents, but it improves your chances by a whole lot. Uh, and just as airbags and safe driving still need to be done in addition to wearing your seatbelt, masks and social distancing s- still clearly need to be observed to prevent the spread of COVID. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But that's... It's that's, annoying. That's what ha- clearly has to be done. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, despite the uh, dumbass bullshit of a small but vocal minority of Americans, a majority of the country actually supports the idea of mandatory vaccines. And the idea of vaccine mandates is catching on in both the public and private sectors. And there's nothing your dumbass can do about it. Uh, you may have already noticed bars in your neighborhood requiring proof of vaccination. That happened to me this weekend. They're, they apologized. I was like, no, Good. thank you. Never stop doing this. Yeah, I went to that. Uh, I went to like a, a party two months ago or something or a month ago or whatever. And they had to, you had to like sign in with your vaccine thing and Good. show it. And, and I was like, I like this. 
Yeah. I, I feel safer here than I would have otherwise. Yeah. I mean, it's not just for your, like, for your health. You, It also filters out probably a lot of dumb assholes that you don't want to be at a bar or a party with. Oh, and I did see in the news recently someone got actually busted for making a fake vaccine card yeah. and got in a lot of trouble because you are forging a government document. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the past week or so, a whole lot of big companies have put their foot down, said enough is enough. You got to get the vaccine. Uh, the list of companies who have announced a vaccine mandate for all or part of their workforce is very long. And it includes Google, Facebook, Disney, Microsoft, Tyson Foods, Walmart, Netflix, Ascension Health, Lyft, Uber, Twitter, BlackRock, Anthem, Cisco, Delta Airlines, United Airlines, DoorDash, Equinox, Ford, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Salesforce, and more. Is BlackRock the one where you do the hibichi on it or the uh, guy that buys up all the houses? BlackRock's the one that buys everyone's houses uh, and uh, is, for the last 15 years, been just devouring the real estate market and uh, making it well, impossible. Well, good thing they're but, making it, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, for them, I'd, uh, I mean, listen, I guess it's nice. would be cool to see a few of those people get COVID, but they'd probably spread it to poor people, so... Whatever. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and for many of these companies, masking will still be required at the office until further notice, regardless of vaccination status. Uh, Disney, who allowed vaccinated theme park visitors to go maskless starting in June, they reversed their policy and they're now requiring all guests to be masked when indoors. For Netflix, their vaccine mandate extends to all U.S.-based productions, meaning everyone, cast and crew, working on Netflix original movies and shows will have to be vaxxed. And then, of course, there's the government side of things. California and New York have mandated that all government employees either be vaccinated or tested multiple times a week, as has the U.S. federal government. Yeah, so the 30 percent or so of Americans who have so far refused to get the COVID vaccine, that definitely includes the insane conspiracy theorists, diehards that are the face of the unvaccinated population. But it also includes a lot of people, probably a lot more people who just simply haven't been nudged hard enough. And polls indicate that a vaccine mandate would get a lot of these people to finally get the jab. It's a lot of a lot of young people are uh, really? turning up in uh, uh, hospitals you make me do it. because they weren't vaccinated. And uh, yeah, another thing that these people say would get them to change their minds: full FDA approval of Good the vaccines. News. It's still about a month away, but yeah. once that happens, there will be, uh, at the very least, one less excuse for them to fall back on for remaining unvaccinated. Uh, yeah, that's going to get twisted. I think for a lot of them, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot the. The people who are never going to change their mind, they're just going to immediately say, like, oh, how convenient. Well, Jesus didn't approve it. Yeah, it's like, well, why did you care so much about the FDA approval if you think the FDA is untrustworthy? Jesus didn't get a vaccine. He lived till he was 33. Uh, but yeah, this should have been vaxxed against the, the Romans. This fucking virus is not going away anytime soon. Uh, we're well past the point of both sides getting this shit. The sooner everyone gets with the goddamn program, the sooner we can stop worrying about our parents and grandparents dying a pointless and preventable premature death. So I just I, I've lost all normal. my patience yeah. with this fucking shit. It makes me so mad to think about. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I don't know. I don't know. What to, I, I don't know what to say. It sucks. Going to be living with it for a while. Sorry again. I apologize mostly to the doctors, nurses, yeah. anyone involved in hospitality. The heroes. Literally the heroes that uh, they really got Delta a uh, fucking shit hand here. They really, I, got, I, they really got Delta shit hands. I feel really bad. I, we should be, uh, the government should step in and take care of these people. Yeah. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, 
you haven't watched our two previous episodes over here, we had a, a most depressing weekly weird news episode ever telling this, uh, a very dark story about a mass shooting survivor whose father is now deep in the Q rabbit hole and believes uh, his son is a crisis actor. Mm-hmm. No joke, no exaggeration. That's the story. And uh, except for something a little more lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> Martin Shkreli's uh, Wu-Tang Clan album, the government sold it. Someone else has it. Yeah. So check that out. They gave it away as a vaccine prize. If you get vaccinated, <laughs> you get the Wu-Tang album. Yeah. There you go. Big if true. All right. We'll see you soon for another episode. Uh, don't forget to like, favorite, and subscribe. Is there a favorite button? There isn't. Just like and subscribe. Like and favorite. Figure <laughs> out. Figure figure it out, guys. Right, write favorite in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite video. Yeah, write that. Uh, yes, engagement. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.